Black Beach by Chris Connolly. Yeah, so that's where you go to end the trail there. And so apparently, this is one of a few like black beaches in the world where the sand is. Oh, that's the cool. sand. I thought that was just seaweed washed up. No, it's the same. Like, there's not too many black beaches, apparently. No. This I, is one of them. I remember my parents went to the Caribbean when I was a kid, and it was like a big deal, because it was this island with really black beaches. Yeah. And they took pictures and showed us all, and we were like, whoa! Yeah, so there's one and there's literally one, like, 20-minute drive and away. no one comes. <laughs> yeah, that is empty. Yeah. yeah, anyway, so I've been, like, pretty, like, sad and not so much depressed just like having a hard time heartbroken in, in this relationship yeah. and like my mom will like text me and check in and I could call but I feel like garbage and I don't want to talk because if I start to talk I'll just burst into tears yeah. <laughs> and my family like doesn't really know how to deal with that <laughs> I find too like sometimes I am lately avoiding giving information to my parents just because like they'll I don't want parenting advice I want like just I trust you guys you know like you're talking to your friends now yeah I don't need them to advise me like they like teach me whatever anymore I just need them to be there and sometimes I feel like they get back in that parenting mode and feel yeah. bad and they need to protect their son when it because I'm sad like right yeah Because I was thinking, like, maybe you quit. go jump in that water? Yeah, let's jump in that water. Oh, I'm getting eaten alive right now. Mm-hmm. My forehead's getting eaten alive. <laughs> no, I, I, I definitely noticed there's been periods in my life where I've been, like, where I've been, like, depressed or, like, whatever. And other periods of my life. This is my favorite backcountry St. John Road. A really up and down, windy, cut through the woods, the woods I know here. I'm going to meet Andrew, and he's one of my oldest friends from kind of my high school crew. I think we're just gonna hang out, maybe go to the beach and have a drink. And He's like one of the few guys that I could see like having, you know, having my feelings around. And he's been through some shit having an engagement fall apart and he lost his job too and he tried to stick around and it got ugly. That was about a year and a half ago. He said he was going through like a hard time. He was really not doing good at all. And yeah, I'm going through a hard time. I overstayed my welcome in my relationship. It's really, as of a week or two ago, Ended, ended. We kept trying, and it finally just blew up one last time. Yeah, man, it happened. I've had a couple breakdowns like that. <laughs> it is what it is. I, anyway, so what I've been thinking of is whether I'll, uh, I don't know, just ask them about their experiences with heartbreak. Like, I do want to know, like, what yeah. have they been through? Yeah, fair enough. We don't really talk about that stuff. Especially because I don't think anyone really, maybe some people do, but I don't think a whole lot of families talk about it. Yeah. Maybe I'm Dude, not this is really cold getting out. <laughs> I'm trying not to think about it. It bugs down here. Yeah. 
So, I just took the step of doing all the social media untangling like an hour ago, because she was posting about the trip she and this other guy are gonna take. You know, I saw the picture and I had to go cry it out. I just had to get to my room, away from my parents, and I came down still emotional, but more composed. I could see, you know, my mom was just concerned, but I could see my dad just shut right down. Like he just didn't look at me and was just kind of frozen. And I used to see that as like disapproving, but I know now he's just, that's when he maxes out. It's like overload to be around someone crying. Fuck it, you know what? I feel like jumping in the ocean in the dark and like, <laughs> And it's not just any ocean, it's the Bay of Fundy. Like, just whatever. Just doing things that I feel like doing because I feel like doing it. Yeah. Dig it. I think I don't really care, like, yeah. whether or not I talk to her anymore. It's yeah. over. Like, she's just gone, and it, it was painful to accept. Now that I've accepted it, like, it's not a big deal. I wonder about that. Whether I wouldn't worry too much about getting there. Like, man, it took me, like, actually, today's the 15th of August, so one year ago. Like, literally today? Yeah. I didn't think about that till right Holy now. Holy shit. <laughs> man, and, like, it took me six to eight months, and I was, like, even the doctor I went to, she was like, you're depressed and you have anxiety like and it's fine and it, it just took me time and now like now I'm opening up is this your socks uh yes yeah it goes in cycles yeah it's like well it's you lose somebody yeah it's like losing somebody and you obviously cared about them and when you when they're gone they're gone like She's gone. I'm never gonna see her again. I'm never gonna really like talk wow. to her again. It's that. It's the whole like I don't see foresee how or where. She we're in different parts of the world, like she's just gone. <sighs> it's gonna be all good, buddy. Oh, for sure. I'm like I'm actually feeling very good. But then it's just Yeah. It's honestly, it's not just like, wow, I loved this person and that's gone. Like, that's the noble side. But it's also like, I had dreams that I wanted. 
Yeah, like, I sure. have to, like, I'm grieving, like, my own Yeah, and it's not even, it wasn't your choice. Yeah. It's like, well, and, like, uh, he's going to accept someone else made a decision that you have to deal with. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they're it's totally like, allowed to do that because it's her life and she's allowed to do that. <laughs> I know. And that, that is, like, oh, of course, like, I... What do I want her to do? Like, stay with me and not be doing what she wants? <laughs> Just be unhappy? Like. But, like, but no, I mean, what I want is a delusion, which is that she wants the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't. And there's nothing wrong with that. And you have nothing to feel bad about for that. Yeah, for, like, wanting something that she doesn't. I don't know. It's completely normal and it's perfectly too... fine. <sighs> yeah. Trust me, man, that. now, like, especially once you get over it, it's gonna suck again. Not as bad, but it's gonna suck again, and then eventually you just get used to it. Get used to what? Being like, she doesn't want to be with me, and then you can just be like, whatever. Move on. And just let them go. It's a really powerful thing to not take other people's preferences personally. Yeah, it's not easy to do, but like, at the end of the day, it comes down to how you feel about yourself. And like, just be you and be confident and happy with yourself. And it takes a long time to get there, though. Black Beach was produced by Chris Connolly. Chris Connolly is a producer, design researcher, and community organizer. This first extended production marks a career leap into the realms of documentary and sound art for Chris. Here's Chris on making this piece. This was not the piece that I went searching for, but it was the one that found me. It was kind of all the story that I could tell really at that moment in time a year ago uh, when I met my friend on a beach and set the mic down next to us and we just started to talk. That tape formed the raw material of a story that I kind of discovered as I went. Um, it was so off the cuff actually that I forgot to record any uh, extended ambient sound. And so that left me with only about 12 seconds of, uh, of wave ocean sounds to work with. And I decided to use that as a creative constraint. So initially I, I took it to be a piece really led by the dialogue, um, focusing on two men just learning how to be together uh, in pain and loneliness and longing and kind of the fraught and contradictory ways they do that. But as I worked with this loop of sound, I just started to play with it and to layer it on top of itself in sort of crescendoing and decrescendoing ways, rising and falling, sort of like a meadow wave. And I realized it sounded like breathing. 
And that led to a core thematic exploration for me, had this sort of restless, alive presence. And I realized that it was a character and that it was a reminder of those powerful forces and voices and experiences that are actually left out any time that men gather together to talk about their pain in relationships, especially relationships of difference with women and non-cis men. Um, and as these men fell in and out of dialogue with their environments, they were falling in and out of dialogue with themselves. And the reconnection um, was sometimes as simple as surrendering into those surging forces that are moving over and through us. This week's fortnightly frequency is... Oh, let's do it one more time. This week's fortnightly frequency is 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 this week's fortnightly no. I really don't. I think I did in an English essay in high school. <laughs> like, being like, ah, this metaphor connecting the fortnite to the... This week's fortnightly frequencies. <laughs> Didn't they stop, Jess? You so did you. More from all of us in two weeks. Until then, stay starry-eared, friends. Mm-hmm.